2: Welcome
3: to another edition of the Ride Home with John and Kathy, live from the Salem Pittsburgh studios. And now here are your hosts, John Hall and Kathy Emmett. Hey, good afternoon. We're here.
4: We're live and local. I'm happy that you're with us today. This uh, Wednesday edition of the Ride Home. Kath, good to see you as well. All is good.
5: Thank you. Happy to be here today, and John. Fabulous. I have to be honest with you. Mm. I was very excited to come to. Work. Oh, sorry, very excited to come to work today. Why is that? So hot in my house. <laughs> Not that I wasn't thrilled to see you, because you know Thank I you. for sure am. But as I was, you know, trying to, fi- I, I, I was like, it's time for me to get out of this house. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It is really, really hot in there. I understand it. And news coming up on today's show in the five o'clock hour that um, air conditioning in peril in different states across. The uh, forty-eight contiguous. Why is that? Why, um, why is it in power? supply you... chain issues?
4: Oh come on! Mm-hmm. Really? See, we're way ahead of the curve. Then.
5: Exactly. So we should feel good about <laughs> ourselves, right? We don't right? have the supply chain
4: mm-hmm. issues, yeah. No, I, 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 to be honest, it's it's not really been a hot summer, right? It it doesn't feel like it's over. I, honest, despite today your uncomfortability. Uh huh. I just look. How long has air conditioning been like a thing?
5: Well, I went to college. At the end, at the in the middle of the eighties. Mm-hmm. Well, I went to college in eighty seven, and um, my I'd never had air conditioning growing up. Mm-hmm. And when I was in college, my parents got it whole house. Yes, yeah, so that's the only form, frame of reference I have. Yeah, I, mean, I, I, I think only one of my friends from high school had AC. I
4: don't remember any of my yeah. friends from high school so, having.
5: I'm pretty sure only one family did.
4: I mean, it became a thing. I'm sure, you know, like I was reading a, a book about the Kaufman family and Kaufman's the department store, started to air condition their stores in the 40s. Now, that was on an industrial level, right? right? But for like the home, right, local people in their own comforts, maybe I want to say,
5: I, I, yeah, and I, and I would say in my area of the North Hills, not until about the 90s.
4: Really? Mm-hmm. 90s? Mm-hmm. What? Really interesting.
5: I think
6: so.
4: Well,
5: And now we're the outliers, 2020,
4: man. yeah, we are, are the tiny percentage. Anyway, I'm glad you're here, yeah. wilting nonetheless. I,
5: I feel absolutely fine being Thank here. You. Hey, a terrific show coming up today. I'll give you a little peek into it. Okay. We're going to talk about how pastors can equip their congregations to do what? Use social media. See, that's not good. You don't think? You think pastors should be telling people not to use social no, media?
4: No, I just, I, I don't know. I, just the whole social media, everything's social media. I, I have found myself pulling back from it. Right. Haven't you? A little. You dip your toe into yeah, it, right? right. We did. Yeah, yeah. I and do. now, so what? We're going to talk about that from the.
5: Yep. What pastors can do. That's coming up at four ten with Chris Martin. Right. Also, a big event in the city coming mm. up on Sunday afternoon, two p.m. Pittsburgh Praise at Heinz Field, not at like one of the side rooms at Heinz Field, no. but like. At
4: the field. Yeah, 50-yard line.
5: Right, at the field. People from all over the Pittsburgh area getting together to pray. Uh, John and I will be there. Mm-hmm. Um, we're going to be talking to Matt Geppert a little later this hour about mm-hmm. what that is going to be like. Also, in the 5 o'clock hour, um, we're going to talk about an incredible story of a man who secretly furnished a hidden room <laughs> in the mall.
6: Yeah.
4: Now, um, it would be much easier to have a years. finished uh, hidden room in the mall, wouldn't it? When's the last time you went to the mall? I can't tell you the last time I stepped into the mall.
5: I was in the mall maybe a month ago.
4: Now, see, on a hot day like today. It would be
5: a great place to go. Of course go, you go to the mall.
4: Right. You get an Orange Julius.
5: They don't, I don't think they have those anymore. Those are gone. <laughs> those, they were delicious, though. They were
4: very delicious, yeah. All right. All right. So, uh, even as we talk, the world continues to revolve. The news stories of the day, Kath, please, without further ado, give us the top four.
5: At four. Thanks for asking.
4: Asking? No, I wasn't asking. <laughs> I was telling you. <laughs> Stay. <laughs> July us, I 6th, say. 2022,
5: mm-hmm. number one. As a result of the worst shock to education and learning in recorded history, also known as COVID, mm-hmm. learning poverty has increased by a third in low- and middle-income countries. This is so... Uh, I've never with heard an this phrase est- before. With an estimated 70% of 10-year-olds unable to understand a simple written text.
2: What?
4: Come yes. on. Wait, yep. wait, 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 wait.
5: That news was published today by the World Bank, UNESCO, UNICEF, and the UK Government, Foreign Commonwealth and Development Office, plus the Bill
4: and Melinda Gates Foundation. Wait, 10-year-olds worldwide, uh-huh.
5: you're saying? 70% of 10-year-olds unable to understand a simple written Written text. Now, this rate was already low before the pandemic at 57%, but it went all the way up to 70%. Um, This generation of students, according to these foundations, now risk losing $21 trillion in potential lifetime earnings in present value, or, and perhaps this is a better way to understand it, the equivalent of 70%, no, pardon me, 17%, still incredibly high of today's global GDP. The report shows that prolonged school closures and unequal mitigation strategies have worsened learning inequality among children. And evidence is mounting that, of course, this is no surprise to us, that kids from lower socioeconomic backgrounds and other disadvantaged groups suffering larger learning losses. 70% of 10-year-olds can't understand a simple written sentence. We're going to be digging out of of COVID for 300 years. Number two. The euro, John, fell to its lowest level in two decades today as fears of a recession in the eurozone ramped up with gas prices soaring and the Ukraine war, of course, showing no signs of abating. Mm. Record high inflation in Europe joined by skyrocketing gas prices and the euro has been hard hit. The currency of the eurozone has lost over 9 percent of its value against the dollar mm. since the start of the year. So be good time to visit.
4: Thank goodness we got the dollar.
5: Exactly. Maybe we could take a trip. Do you think we could broadcast from Europe?
4: Sure we could. Yeah, didn't you try to broadcast once from Europe?
5: We did yeah. when I was in Germany. Yeah, yeah, we did it. We did a daily thing for two weeks. Yeah. I think it worked fine.
4: Number three. So quickly. <laughs> Speaking yeah. of Germany,
5: they have a long submerged problem. It's attempting and really complicating Germany's um, efforts to wean itself off of the pipelines pumping gas from Russia. They've got John over a million tons of weapons and explosives that are rusting at the bottom of the sea. They're trying to build natural gas terminals to try to wean themselves off of, you know, everything that they used to get from Russia. But specialists have to find and remove all the World War II unexploded wartime ordnance. And there's an estimated 1.6 million tons of weapons and explosives just in the North Sea and Baltic Sea. Oh, my gosh. I mean, it's a, the, the numbers... <laughs> it's can't believe, most of that was put... There, after the war, when Allied commanders ordered the destruction of Germany's stockpiles of weapons, and that's how they did it. They just, really, they
6: dumped, just it dumped it all dumped in there. there. But
5: now but there they're trying to widen and make shipping lanes, right, so that they can get ships in and out. But they have to take the old munitions out because if a ship veered off course and dropped an anchor Boom. and accidentally detonated the munitions, not only would could that munition explode and the ship explode, but it could cause a chain reaction. Can you imagine? all across the northern
4: baltic sea is like a scene in a disaster film
5: and number 4 you know how much i love a weird animal story mm. partly because new york city waters aren't as foul as they once were you know what's showing up there
4: tell me dolphins
5: what and that is your top 4 I for. Wait, wait! All right, you dolphins some are in
4: the in the rivers uh-huh. outside of New York City. New
5: Yorkers coming out in droves to see dolphins in the East River, really, which separates Brooklyn from Manhattan. Wow! Well. Scientists believe that they are arriving in warmer months to pursue Atlantic menhaden, which is their favorite food. Hmm. They're really into it. They're congregating. The menhaden are congregating in the area thanks to robust conservation efforts because the waters surrounding the city are cleaner than they've ever been since the Civil War.
4: Fabulous. I guess it's a double-edged sword. So there's no industry like right, right. Brooklyn, Jersey, all the rivers are right. Kind of like what's happened here in a way. Yeah, it is a lot like that. Right.
5: A lifeguard at Coney Island, and this is a story from today's Wall Street Journal. Grew up in Rockaway Beach and said she used to see the occasional seahorse. Or starfish, Mm -hmm. but never a dolphin until two years ago. She said, At first I thought it was a shark, but then the dolphin left in the air. And she said, I was so shocked Mm, and so pleased. All of us in New York are so thrilled
4: to see them. Fabulous. Have you been close to dolphins yourself?
5: in California, yeah. yeah, and then incredible. It's wonderful. Oh my it's gosh. so it's so thrilling, and I love the idea of imagining people in like the concreteness of New York to get out, being there. able to look at the river and see dolphins mm-hmm. out
4: there, sit on the promenade and watch. Wouldn't
5: that be nice? Oh, they're
4: so gorgeous. They, really they're magical in some ways. They're so beautiful.
5: We get take a trip to New York.
4: Swift. I'd love to go to New York City. New York is here in Pittsburgh, as Yes, fact, right we'll now. talk
5: about you being at the Yankee game, Yeah, also in today's show, and uh, the Pirates trying to make it two for two against Tune the around, Yankees tonight. The
4: okay, the aforementioned five ways pastors can equip their Are congregations. Are you going to poo it when we're having the conversation? Not at all. Okay. To use social media. That's next. Social media and your church.
7: WORD.
1: Plan now to join Word FM Tuesday, August 16th aboard the Gateway Clippers Empress for another fabulous dinner cruise. From 630 to 9, relax in the company of fellow believers as you enjoy a fantastic dinner buffet, music, and stunning views of the city skyline. The Ride Homes John and Kathy will be your cruise directors for this amazing night, sponsored by Trinity Jewelers. Don't miss the boat. Last year's event completely sold out. Reserve now at wordfm.com slash dinnercruise.
5: The word around town is that Pittsburgh homeowners are choosing doing it right when it comes to their roofing, siding, and remodeling projects.
4: That's because since 1984, doing it right roofing, siding, remodeling continues to set the bar through clear communication and an installation that's second to none.
5: Doing It Right employs only the most experienced professionals to install and oversee your project.
4: They'll stop at nothing to ensure your satisfaction. Doing business honestly, taking no money down and no payment until the job is complete.
5: Doing It Right will ensure all work is installed to the industry's highest standards, then back it all up with their lifetime workmanship warranty.
4: As a prestigious, multi-award-winning Owens Corning Platinum Contractor, as well as a VSI-certified installation contractor, you can't go wrong with doing it right.
5: Mention Johnny Kathy for a discount off your estimate.
4: Call 724-NEW-ROOF for a free project evaluation or visit roofingcontractorpittsburgh.com. As you know... Our friend Mike Lindell has a passion to help everyone get the best sleep of your life. Now Mike didn't stop by simply creating the best pillow. Now Mike has done it again by introducing his My Slippers. For a limited time, you'll save $90 on a pair of My Slippers. And now this blowout sale of the year will not last, so order now. Mike has taken over two years to develop these slippers. My Slippers are designed to wear indoors and out all day long. So they're super comfy. Made with MyPillow foam and impact gel to help prevent fatigue for your feet. Made also with quality leather suede. These are MyPillow slippers at their best. Call 1-800-391-0954. Use the promo code WORD or go to MyPillow.com. Click on the radio listener square. Use promo code WORD. Now, the offer is not going to last long, so order now with promo code WORD at MyPillow.com. 1-800-391-0954. Use the promo
1: code WORD.
4: The
8: Services company, trusted.
1: If you can fix the big stuff, you can fix the small stuff. The Mechanical Services Company has big stage back systems, large and small, for over 100 years for fair treatment, expert service, and affordable solutions 24 7, 365. Find them online at TMSCHVAC.com. The
8: Mechanical Services Company. Trusted, proven, performed. Prove
4: Chris Martin is back with us. He is a acquisitions editor at Moody Publishing and a uh, social media marketing communications consultant as well. Uh, His book is called Terms of Service, The Real Cost of Social Media. So when Chris joins us, we generally, of course, talk about social media. And he's here today to talk to us about social media and the church. Hey, Chris, welcome back.
9: Hey, how's it going?
4: Real good. No complaints at all. How are you doing?
9: I'm good. I'm good. I can't complain. I heard you guys talking about heat earlier. We... uh, down here in middle Tennessee are on record are on, on track to break our record of most 90 plus degree days in one year. Our record was in 2019 of 99. Oh my and, uh, and that year on this day, I think we were at like 30. No, no, no. We were at, we were at 27. And as of today, we're at 33 oh at the same gosh. time. So we are, uh, yeah, we're, it's, it's a heat index of like over 110 down here today, but oh thankfully my AC my ac works and stuff so we're we're doing all right i'm gonna stop
5: whining seriously uh alabama Arizona and North Carolina all states that are having like people who use AC are in perilous situations because AC systems are breaking down okay. you can't get the right mm-hmm. parts you know it's it's a long delay to get the parts from where you thought they were going right, to come right. from and then you could try to have to you know come up with a relationship to get it from another place and it just sounds like a big issue
4: so Chris what's that like for
9: you I mean uh, you, you're not willing to venture outside often are you Yes, it's kinda of weird. So like we um we've been on vacation, like last week. Apparently it was beautiful here last week. We were down in Florida. But it uh yeah, it we we usually our family usually goes for like a two and a half, three mile walk every evening. Kind of like when I get off work. Yeah. Yeah. My wife and I and our two year old daughter, we live right next to a, a huge park. And so we'll go walk at the park and walk around the neighborhood. But like today we're just we're just foregoing that, you know, and just trying to like limit time outside. I'm going to youth group tonight to hang out with our students and we'll probably just play like an inside game. Like there's a, there's like a heat, like an extreme heat warning. Like, I think that's the step beyond heat advisory mm-hmm. or whatever. And mm. generally people are advising just to not spend any time outside if you can, if you can manage it. So we're uh, what's, what's crazy is though, because down here, I'm assuming the same is with you guys. You got this summer pop-up <laughs> showers that occasionally happen. Yep. So we actually like a half an hour ago just got dumped on with rain so right now, it's kind of cool. But as soon as that sun starts beating down, oh, it's, it's going to be like an oven out there. Right? Yeah.
5: Oh, my gosh. Be, yeah, it's just
9: going to be worse.
4: Yeah.
5: Absolutely.
4: Sizzle, sizzle. Well, oh, well yeah. okay. So you heard, Kath and I, we do not have air conditioning. We are, we are one of the f- small percentage of people, I'm sure, in this city. Mm-hmm. It's just how it works.
5: We live in old houses, yeah. Chris, and it was going to be expensive to do it. And so we never did. I've
4: got a radiator heat. Right. You know, not forced air, exactly. So I'm not, not doing that.
5: Exactly. So. so people think we're crazy. And we are.
4: But you got to do what you got to do. Yeah, I guess so.
5: I mean, most people would just bite the bullet, except we haven't.
4: Makes you come to work earlier.
5: I was thinking about doing it earlier this year, Chris. Seriously. I was thinking about doing it earlier this year, and I thought, John would be so disappointed.
4: I'd be the only one. (laughs) (laughs) Only one I know.
6: Yeah, yeah.
5: Anyway. All right, Chris. So your specialty is social media. And um, I I was surprised to see... A headline saying that maybe pastors should be counseled, trained, urged uh, to talk about social media with their congregants.
9: Yeah. Yeah. You know, I, I talk to a lot of, so I write on social media pretty regularly in my newsletter twice a week. And then I wrote a book about social media called terms of service and I'm working on a second one. And the second one I'm working on is specifically for church leader, really anybody who's, you know, leading others spiritually, whether you're a senior pastor or you're a small group leader, or perhaps you volunteer in the children's ministry, um, really anybody who's leading other people in the church or in in Christianity broadly in life. um, I'm writing a book on how do you, how do you lead people when they're being, when the people you're trying to lead are being influenced by social media more Mm -hmm. than they're being influenced by you. And that's just the plain reality the the latest statistics from, some social media research organizations tell us that people spend an, an average of two to two and a half hours a day on social media, and the average super active church member and congregant is going to be in church for that much every week. That's that's the super active church member and congregant, not mm. not like the average one. The average church member is going to be at church maybe once a week for an hour long service. The super active one's going to be there for Sunday and maybe even Wednesday or or be there for two hours on Sunday morning for Sunday school, but people are spending that much time on social media every single day. Yeah, And so while a lot of pastors or church leaders, even parents may not like to hear that social media is discipling people more than the church is discipling people, but it's the reality. And I think the longer we ignore that reality out of fear of pride, you know, it hurting our pride or hurting our, our hearts or our minds, the, the more, peril we put people in that we're, that we're leading, whether it's you guys, I mean, you guys are in leadership leading, you know, mm-hmm. being on this radio program or pastors leading in right. in churches. And I think anybody who kind of sees themselves as having a, a bit of responsibility of of guiding and shepherding other people in a formal capacity or informal capacity, I think they should be interested and concerned about how social media works and how it's discipling us in ways we maybe don't realize.
5: So you use the verb there that I think is important. We don't acknowledge the fact that social media is discipling us, but that is exactly what is happening. And it doesn't matter what your level of involvement is on a Sunday morning or whenever you worship, if it's a Saturday night or Sunday night, whatever it is, doesn't matter um, how many, you know, Tim Keller sermons you listen to or whatever. If you're just looking at time spent, our minds are molded by Twitter, in my case, but other people, it might be Facebook or Instagram or whatever it is um, a lot more than they're being molded by those other forces. And I guess acting like it's not happening probably is a stupid strategy.
9: Yeah. And it's, it's a really common one because it's, it's really easy as I've learned uh, pastors and church leaders, lay leaders are some of the most, uh, I think they're, they're one of the highest percentage of people who read my stuff. They're, They're the people who email me and say, Hey, how do I handle this? Or, Hey, I got this church member who's saying this, what do I do about it? And when I hear from them, um, what I often hear is I, I just feel so ill-equipped. I just, I thought social media was a fad that was going to go away, or I thought it was a teenager issue, like a young person issue. And I just haven't given, I clearly don't think I've, I've apparently messed up, not giving it the attention that I should have because my people are clearly being shaped by social media and I don't know what to do about it. I don't, you know, maybe this pastor or this church leader doesn't even use it much themselves. And they, they vaguely know what some of the platforms are. Like, hey, They recognize the names like Facebook or Twitter, but they don't know that algorithms are at play. They don't know how recommendations mm. work and how, how retweets can really send people down some spiral. You know, they just don't understand a lot of the functions and how how social media is sort of reverse engineering our brains. And so what I hope to do and what I think pastors should try to do is – study social media, whether or not they choose to use it um, so that they can better understand how this massive cultural force is shaping the people that they are also trying to shape. Because I, I think I think pastors are, are kind of, to put it in a bit of a sensationalistic way without trying to be like that, um, I think pastors are sort of fighting against this force without recognizing that they're actually doing it. And then when they do recognize that they're having to vie for attention and vie for influence with social media, they recognize that they're woefully unprepared to even fight that battle. Mm-hmm. And so what I try to do through my writing and what I advocate for in this recent article that I wrote is just trying to help pastors and other church leaders and people of influence in Christian spaces figure out how to influence their people when it feels like they simply can't hold a candle to what social media does. And I think one of the most important things is, is for these church leaders to model a healthier relationship with social media themselves, I mean it, that goes, that that sort of principle goes true is true for so many aspects. But it's really hard for someone who has a leadership is in a leadership capacity or has some responsibility in the Christian space to advocate for wisdom regarding a relationship with social media when you know they're ranting on Facebook all the time or retweeting suspect, you know, figures on Twitter or whatever else. And so right. I think it's really important for pastors and church leaders to model a healthier relationship with social media if they have any hope of actually instilling that in to people that they lead. And Chris, I, I can imagine a, a lot of pastors, I mean, the large majority
4: of pastors are shepherding small churches, right? I mean of course, the larger, yeah. pastors, larger pastors, they have, you know, social media teams and whatnot. But, you know, don't you think most pastors would sort of push back and go, look, my hands are so full anyway, with my congregation and hospital visits and, you know, deacon meetings and elder meetings and whatnot. The last thing I want to do is to be on social." social." Social media,
9: yeah, totally. And I think the um, what I would advocate for is I I try not to advocate for pastors being content creators. You know, like like Mm -hmm. trying to keep up with uh, being a YouTuber. We've talked about that in the past. That's like a recipe for disaster, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's definitely not the answer. I, I think a pastor and church leader, community group leader, whomever can instill a healthy relationship with social media in the lives of their congregants without barely using social media themselves. Mm. I think, I think, I mean, think about it. If you have a, if you have a church member, who's got an alcohol problem, like they're an alcoholic, they're, they're, um, you know, fighting that sort of alcohol addiction, and it's clearly ruining their lives. You don't have to go be an alcoholic to learn how to minister to that person. You can help them despite the fact that you've never really been in that position. I think the same applies if a pastor recognizes and plenty of pastors do, because I hear from them quite frequently that, man, I've got church members who are being led astray by all kinds of random stuff, like theories on social media, whether it's related to faith or politics or whatever else I've got people who, man, they never used to be very, you know, conflict oriented and hard headed, but I see them arguing with people on Facebook all the time. And now they're showing up at church wanting to start a fight with pastors. Like, I don't, I don't Mm -hmm. get it. And so they're starting to, I've, I've learned that pastors are starting to recognize A lot of sort of online conduct that we maybe used to think, oh, that just happens online. That doesn't really spill over into the offline space. A lot of pastors are starting to recognize church members being more contentious or maybe questioning the authority of the local church when they had never done that before. And so that's the um, discipleship thing you're talking about. Exactly. Exactly. And I think if pastors are to have any hope of kind of keeping a hold on their churches, they don't have to go start a TikTok account or become super active on Facebook. Uh, but they do probably have to grasp how social media is shaping their people. I just think that's responsible leadership.
4: Yeah. So, in some ways, that helps to
9: have um, sort of a, a,
4: the nature of accountability inside the church and, of
9: course, outside as well. Yeah, totally. It, you can't, pastors can't do this alone. And I've all, often advocated for pastors working with one another, just talking like, what's worked for your church? What's worked for your small group or your volunteers? And, and yeah, I don't, I don't want pastors to get this idea that they got to, drop doing hospital visits or not do quite as much counseling so they can uh, be an active YouTuber or something like that. But I do think reading some books about social media, following following some good people online who write about these things, um, that can all go a long way toward helping pastor's Understand this stuff and, and really see the outsized impact it's having on their congregation. Yeah.
4: Now I would imagine you know with the rise of COVID and then we all zoomed for a couple of years or you know some churches you know are, are, of course are still zooming the services. There's got to be this um, sort of rise of the, uh, the new internet pastor, right, who's, who's savvy, socially conscious of what's, you know, the, the right paths to follow. We're going to see this, maybe not, you know, in the next five years, but clearly 10 years or 20 years, there'll be whole mega churches, I would think, that are just online only with, you know, social teams and very savvy social media pastors.
9: Yeah, and that, man, that's a whole other can of worms that I have a no lot kidding. of feelings about that we we uh, we could spend multiple shows talking about. But, yeah, there's there's a whole aspect to this that um, is, like, what elements of church can be translated to the Internet and what elements of church really can't be, and how does that affect how we understand the local church and how it gathers? And, but, yeah, that's a huge conversation that we're definitely going to have to be working through as right. we move into the future. But I don't want to see my pastor on TikTok.
6: Right?
4: Yeah, no, but – I don't think
9: any of us really do. No. Yeah.
5: Yeah, John doesn't want to see anybody on TikTok. No. Uh, okay, so I was going to ask you another question, but time's already up. Chris, yeah. it goes too fast. Appreciate you being with us. Hey, Always if insightful. If you're interested in finding out how to use social media well and how it is that social media is forming you, check out the book Terms of Service, The Real Cost of Social Media. Also, check out Chris Martin's Substack. He writes regularly at Terms of Service there. You can find him there. And Chris, we're thankful that you're with us every month. It was good to see you today. Interesting
4: stuff. Thank you, guys. Yes. Great to
9: talk to you guys. Yeah,
10: Stay keep cool. cool. Do you remember what was kept in a springhouse? If you're an old-timer, you know that a springhouse was used for storing fresh cold milk. In 84 Pennsylvania, we have another kind of springhouse. Our springhouse is an old-fashioned country store filled with all kinds of old-time gifts, great country foods, and you guessed it, fresh cold milk. You see, the springhouse in 84 is also a dairy farm where we milk our own cows pasteurize and homogenize the milk and sell it all through the store we've had people tell us it has to be some special kind of gourmet milk we don't add anything to the cow's diet or to the milk it's just nature's purest most perfect food and we love the way our customers love it we also make a chocolate milk you would think is a chocolate shake, an old-fashioned buttermilk that people drive miles to get, and a 40% heavy cream that's wonderful for luscious desserts. Our 2% and our skim are the greatest sellers. Come and try some Springhouse milk at the Springhouse in 84. Windows us, you the
11: rest, now try the best. Studies
1: show decades of increased taxpayer spending per student has failed to improve educational performance. Can't we do better? Pittsburgh's Christian schools say we can. Right now, local Christian schools are offering half price tuitions for first-time enrollees, like Cornerstone Prep in West Mifflin. If you're looking for a safe environment for kids to learn where character matters and academic excellence is served by highly qualified teachers, consider Christian Education. Visit WordFM.com slash tuitions. What makes AutoZone America's number one battery destination? Because they offer free battery testing and charging and reliable replacement batteries starting at just $79.99. And they've always got your battery solution. Get in the zone. AutoZone.
7: 101.5 W-O-R-D-F-M Pittsburgh. On your smart speaker by saying play the word Pittsburgh and on your phone via the Word FM mobile app, iHeart Tune and Odyssey.
2: Cloudy and humid for tonight. We'll see a nighttime low of 67. For tomorrow, expect more clouds than sunshine. It will be humid with a thunderstorm in a couple of spots. We'll reach a high tomorrow of 86. Cloudy and humid tomorrow night with a thunderstorm. We'll see a low of 66. As we round out the week Friday, we'll see cloudy skies. It will be humid. Expect a high of 77. With your weather forecast, I'm Drew Shannon. The story I saw in
4: today's paper, a father was um, swimming in a swimming pool in Mountain Brook, Alabama. Two sons, both twins, age 10, and a neighborhood friend were also swimming, 10-year-old. So there's three little kids and the dad. And the dad, um, what's his name, Brad, Brad Hassing, he does these sort of underwater breathing exercises. He says, you know, he dives down below in the deep water and he hangs out and holds his breath. And he says he just loves doing it. It re- it relaxes him. There's something about, you know, the weight of the water and the solitude that he loves. Mm-hmm. So he's underwater. If, and by
5: the way, it sounds like a nightmare to me, but go on.
4: He's underwater, and it, but his kids are, you know, are playing up top. And uh, one of the kids says, hey, um, there's something wrong with daddy. And they swam underwater, one <gasps> of the twins did, and they saw that their dad's face <gasps> was turning blue. What? So the two 11-year-olds and the neighborhood friend, they dragged this dad who weighs 185 pounds up <gasps> out of the water and placed him on the pool steps. One of the twins ran out onto the street to go get, for, go get help. But the other twin dragged his dad up a little further and started to perform CPR. Now, How did he you
5: know CPR?
4: The weird thing is he didn't know CPR, but they had just watched the movie The Sandlot. <laughs> Where apparently there's a scene in the movie of someone receiving CPR, so they started to, this little 11 year old started to do it, and weirdly enough, it worked. And meanwhile, the other twins out in the street stopped the guy in his car. He called the ambulance, and before you know it, the dad says, um, "You know, the CPR was successful." He kind of like. You know, expelled water blood and foam from his mouth he comes to and there's ambulance crews neighbors he said it was like you know the scene from it's a wonderful life everybody's there in front of him they took him to the hospital he spent a night in the hospital just for under observation and whatnot turned out he's 100 percent okay few days went by he said to his sons, look, this was really dangerous. I'll not do that again. I'll stop doing the breathing thing. But I want you to know that I'm not afraid, and I'm going to go back in the water. And he dove into the water and hung out in the pool for a while, and everything's okay. How crazy is that?
5: So I'm sure people who are CPR trainers are, like, driving off the road in terror, thinking Probably. that people are going to try CPR without having been trained to do it. I'll do the Sandlot method. No. <laughs>
4: Which is a good movie?
5: You could better than doing the Office method.
4: If you remember? <laughs> yeah, you don't know. Uh, I, I, do. I
5: I took a class in college. I haven't done anything with it since. Probably, if I were to perform CPR on somebody, I'd. I feel like I'd hurt them. I would.
4: You wouldn't hurt them. You might save their well, life. Well, you could hurt them. Really? Sure. Well, I think you could. I don't see. Look, I don't. We're yeah. We're, we're like
5: are, the blind leading the blind we're here. Are
4: poor public service announcements for CPR. Because right, I don't know CPR.
5: Okay, let's look. at. If, okay, if, if, if well, you're a CPR trainer, class. if you're a nurse, a physician, something like that, a PA, and you want to get in touch with Kathy at FM. Why? You want to take a
4: CPR class? I'm just
5: saying maybe they want to correct all the incorrect things we've said over the last five. We haven't
4: said anything. You don't know. We just said we don't know how to do it. That's basically it.
5: I was saying you could hurt somebody.
4: the Word FM CPR class coming soon to a studio
11: near you.
7: WORD Coming up on
2: Love Worth Finding
11: False doctrine is very, very dangerous And I want to remind you that Satan is not against religion He's in favor of it, he uses it It is his chief tool
0: Be sure to join us for more of Adrian Rogers' series, Handbook for Survival, this month on Love Worth Finding.
2: Tonight at 11 on 101.5 WORD.
12: This is an important notice to consumers facing $10,000 or more in credit card debt, medical bills, or other unsecured debt. You're not required to pay it all back because there are special programs now in effect that will significantly reduce the amount you will owe if you qualify. They've helped qualify consumers with over a billion dollars in debt and are a rated with the Better Business Bureau. So don't wait. Get the relief you need during these hard economic times. For this free information, call the Accredited Debt Relief Hotline now. Call 800-786-2300. 800-786-2300. That's 800-786-2300.
1: Train up a child in the way they should go.
2: Our biblical beliefs about marriage, human sexuality, and gender are increasingly countercultural. In fact, our views are often considered offensive and infringing on personal freedom. Sometimes this makes Christians look like the bad guys. How should we respond? Request your copy of the book, Being the Bad Guys, available today at truthforlife.org. The
8: Mechanical Services company. Trusted, proven
1: preferred. If you can fix the big stuff, you can fix the small stuff. The Mechanical Services Company has fixed HVAC systems large and small for over 100 years. For fair treatment, expert service, and affordable solutions 24-7, 365, find them online at tmschvac.com. The Mechanical Services
8: Company. Trusted, proven, preferred.
4: This Sunday. Two o'clock. Heinz Field? Uh, No, it's not the Steelers kicking off for a preseason game, but it's way better. Tens of thousands of us will gather at Heinz Field, and we will pray for this city, this region. Matt Geppert is with us. He is uh, the president of Southeast Asia Prayer Center and spearheading Pittsburgh Praise. Hey, Matt, how you doing?
13: John, uh, so good to be here. Thank you so much for bringing me on the show. Terrific!
5: Uh, we're excited about this event, Matt. I know it's been a long time coming for people who've never heard about Pittsburgh Praise. Tell us what it's going to be like.
13: Well, Cassie, thank you. I yeah, it, a long time coming—that's for sure. <laughs> we had, uh, you know, as you guys know, I'm a Christian missionary, and typically most of my year is spent overseas, walking and praying and working amongst the nations. But with COVID, uh, I was stuck here, like many other missionaries. And I you know, was praying, asking the Lord, what should we do? And simply the response was, walk and pray, you know. And so we began to walk and pray in our home city of Pittsburgh, across every community, just asking the Lord for help and hope. Uh, certainly during those COVID, initial COVID months, um, we knew that that was essential. And we began to hear from various parts of the body of Christ, different denominations, different age groups, this common vision, this hope that one day Heinz Field would be filled with people praying, just coming together to pray. It it resonated with our hearts and I began to ask questions like, well, well why not? Well, you know, what what is there any plan behind this? And I heard of of efforts of of very sincere prayer efforts to see this come to pass. And we knew that we were to be a part, a small part of a big thing. And our part was simply to say, yes, we'll, we'll go after this stadium. We'll, we'll work. We'll give ourselves to draw people together and unite people for this vision. And we'll hope and stand strong in hope that our God will hear our prayers and bless our city at this time.
4: Wonderful. Matt, uh, to be honest, I I don't think I've ever heard uh, here in Western Pennsylvania, in the city of Pittsburgh, uh, a, a gathering this large thousands and thousands of people coming together at one time. I mean, you're expecting a large crowd, are you not?
13: It's unique. It's very, very humbling uh, to see what God is doing. And he is responding to the prayers of his people. Yes, we are anticipating an enormous crowd uh, on that day. And what's amazing to me uh, are the various cultures, the various streams of the body of christ the various denominations just responding yes we're in we're in let's do this and um and and yes to come together at that site this sunday our doors open at one the service starts at two i've been saying kickoff starts at two but i don't know (laughs) the, the service starts at two and uh as you come in and are a part of this very free very welcoming gathering Uh, you will look around and truly see the united body of christ worshiping jesus praying together and celebrating his goodness and his faithfulness
4: fabulous i mean it's so super exciting okay so you're saying it's obviously i mean you're praying it's a free event um is it people just showing up or do you have to do something ahead of time matt
13: it's at this point, just come on out. <laughs> just come on out. Everyone, come on out. Uh, we want the whole city to be there. Uh, I'm amazed at people who are driving in from as far as Tampa, Florida, what? and Phoenix, Arizona, and uh, New York and Ohio. Cool. Um, I'm amazed by bus loads that have said they're coming in, and I didn't have the heart to tell them, "Hey, this is a Pittsburgh thing.
6: <laughs> come
13: on in." Um, but yeah, if if you have yet, or you have a lot of, if you have questions about the events, uh, uh, thoughts about it, please go to PittsburghPraise, P-R-A-Y-S dot com, and your your questions will be answered there. Also, take time to register. We, uh, we have thousands and thousands and thousands who have registered. Uh, John, Kathy, I'm humbled that I've heard just recently that over 600—the number I heard was 618 different churches wow. and ministries have registered to be there, um, which— which is amazing. So, yes, please, if you can, register there. Also, you can find information on, you know, what what to bring, what not to bring, uh, concession stand availability. Uh, Yes, it's a free event, Um, you know, and if you don't have uh, all the information, if you can't find it there, feel free to contact us at 412-826-9063, and we're happy to answer any questions that you might have.
4: Fabulous.
5: Uh, parking lots near Heinz Field open at 11 a.m. Uh, doors to Heinz Field open at 1 p.m. The event gets underway at 2 p.m. It's Pittsburgh Praise coming up this Sunday. We're talking to Matt Geppert. Um, Matt, talk about um, what you, I mean, what's your heart for this event? I mean, are, are you hoping that, well, I guess I shouldn't tell you what your 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 heart is for this event. What is it?
13: You know, Kathy, growing up in Pittsburgh, I had heard this statement about our city, and I believe it's more than a statement, a prophetic promise for our city that one day Pittsburgh would be more famous for God Mm. than for steel. And that promise, that, that, that prophetic promise was made in the 50s, 1950s, and it was in Time magazine. Um, and, you know, and we have then been following that promise very hard, and, and I believe that it's here today. I believe that as this body, this church body, comes together humbly to submit to God in prayer, that just as we read in Second Chronicles 7, 14, if we're willing to humble ourselves, pray, repent, turn from our wicked ways, that God is faithful to hear from heaven and heal our land and coming out of the past two years that we've been in, I'm quite certain that as we make this statement in faith, humbly united together, that God will be faithful on his side. He'll bring the, the blessing, bring the promise, and we will we will watch this city become a model for other cities. I, I'm firmly anticipating that and, and hearing from other cities, hey, we're coming because we want to take this back and do it in places like Charlotte and Phoenix. And, you know, and further that a nation would submit to God in prayer and that the nations would watch and follow in turn.
4: Wonderful. Prayer changes things. So what a wonderful blessing for you, for all of us, as thousands and thousands gather this Sunday afternoon. Doors open at 1 o'clock at Heinz Field. The prayer gathering gets underway at 2 o'clock, ends around 4 o'clock. So please join us. Matt Keppard with us, the free event. Just show up, be part of this. Thousands and thousands. If you've been feeling dislocated, angry, sad, upset, whatever it is, Prayer will change things, especially as all of us gather in Jesus' name this Sunday at Hines Field. What a wonderful, wonderful event to be part of, and uh, we would strongly encourage you to come and gather with us, with all across Western Pennsylvania, as thousands do so at Heinz Field.
5: As far as particulars go, as I said, parking lots around Heinz Field open at 11 a.m. Please don't forget to look at the clear bag policy, which is being implemented at all NFL stadiums this year. That includes this event at Heinz Field, so we don't want you to show up to the gate with your purse or your backpack right. or your camera bag or be whatever. Entry. Be denied entry they're not going to keep it for you and you're going to be mad because you have to walk all the way back to your car um so you know don't let that get in the way of this terrific day so matt gepper really looking forward to sunday um thanks to you for coming to give us the details and for calling us to prayer
13: john kathy thank you for plowing this ground for so many years and being so faithful to this city i uh, am so honored that you'll be there this sunday and helping us to to transition and serving this service uh, from the platform on that day. I'm just so blessed by you both and just so grateful for all that you do, all that you've done and all that you're committed to uh, here in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania and beyond.
4: Thank you for your kindness, Matt. God is good and rightly to be praised this Sunday, two o'clock at Heinz Field gates open at one o'clock. Come and join us.
9: Excuse me. Why don't you
0: have life insurance yet? I've got diabetes, and I know the price will be through the roof for the pre-existing condition. Well, actually, SelectQuote makes it easy to get very affordable life insurance,
3: even if you have a health issue. I'm listening. You'll get quotes from some of the country's most trusted carriers. Even with your diabetes, you can get around $250,000 in insurance for as little
0: as a dollar a day. That would be amazing. (laughs) What's it called again? SelectQuote.
3: Just call or go to SelectQuote.com to get your free quote. Get the coverage you need at a price you can afford. Call 1-800-694-1010 or go to SelectQuote.com today. That's 1-800-694-1010 or SelectQuote.com. SelectQuote. We shop. You save. Get full details on example policy at selectquote.com slash commercials. Monthly premiums vary based on health company and other factors not available in all states.
14: Charlie Dombeck here from Key City Capital. As a practicing CPA for nearly 30 years, I have found that 80% of your ability to grow your wealth is dependent upon two factors, taxes and investment performance. At Key City Capital, we improve investment performance by diversifying capital into off-market investment opportunities in passive rental real estate and alternatives like asset-backed lending. We recover dollars that clients unnecessarily pay in the form of income taxes, creating a lifetime annuity of savings. We are a sponsor of passive, affordable, single and multifamily residential rental investments, which are located in Sunbelt, landlord-friendly states. These investments are the top choices in a rising interest rate and inflationary environment. They represent a store of value protecting your capital from market volatility. Learn how we at Key City Capital can help you ultimately grow your wealth rapidly. Connect with me at keycdcapital.com or give me a call at 817
8: 912 1569.
1: If you can fix the big stuff, you can fix the small stuff. The Mechanical Services Company has fixed HVAC systems large and small for over 100 years. For fair treatment, expert service, and affordable solutions 24-7, 365, find them online at TMSCHVAC.com. The
8: Mechanical Services Company. Trusted, proven, preferred.
0: I answered the call. Together, we fought for our nation and its people. And even though I no longer wear the uniform, I am still a Marine. My service has come full circle. I will continue to support my country and my community. Then and now, Semper Fidelis remains my promise. Always faithful, always Marine.
4: We're tithing at one o'clock. so beautiful I
5: feel like that's him at his best it is and he's going to start to sing in a minute
4: so this is Louis Armstrong Mm -hmm.
5: this day in history he passed away today Mm -hmm. here he goes you ready
8: magic spell, you kiss, this is love, the
5: road. I mean, how's that the best? when's my favorite song by Louis Armstrong. Size, so, this day in history, we lost Louis, mm-hmm. only 69 years old mm-hmm. when he passed away. What year do you think
4: that was, John? You have any idea? Uh, yeah, I have a, a pretty good idea. Okay, so Louis Armstrong was a star, but he achieved sort of worldwide international stardom with "Hello, Dolly." Mm-hmm. Barbara Streisand, and that film was late '60s. So Louis Armstrong did not live long after that. So I would say Louis Armstrong probably died in the early '70s, '72 um, maybe or something like that. '71. Okay. Very good. Um, I lived in Queens for a while, and Louis Armstrong's house was about a mile from where I lived. Is that right? It's a museum. Is it? hmm What's it like? Like a, a New York City house in Queens. Really modest. Mm. I mean, he was an international star. And if you know anything, I mean, he was a star in a lot of circles, since the 1920s. Yeah, right. So for 50 years. Right. Now, one of those guys who was constantly on the road. And what a wild, interesting story. You ever read a biography of Oh, my God. I
5: haven't read a biography. I've, you know, snippets here and there.
4: Whew. I mean, the stories. Yes. The stories. I mean, the marriages. Uh, uh, he was married three times. Uh, the longest was uh, more than 30 years. But mm-hmm. he was a waif. I mean, he was an orphan. Yeah. Born in New Orleans. hmm and self-taught, obviously. Uh, that voice
6: w- oh.
5: was
4: a damaged voice, but he made it into something singularly and beautiful. And it is
5: singularly beautiful. Mm-hmm. It's one of my favorite voices ever.
4: There's something And the, of, His
5: voice on the trumpet and his voice singing. Yeah. Because he's unmistakable in both. Oh,
4: and I think the big thing, I think for a lot of people, you hear that. And of course, there's beauty there. But in his performance, the persona mm-hmm. was this joyfulness.
5: Yeah, the face.
4: Yeah, right? Um, a lot of people who, you know, you think about race relations and the racism in this country, the 20s, 30s, 40s, 50s, 60s, w- you know, would, would not have any interest at all in black America. But when you saw Louis Armstrong on Ed Sullivan or the Steve Allen show or whatnot, he was one of the few people, b- black performers, who was able to, you know, cross over. To so some degree. Wh-
5: why do you think that was?
4: Because I think he was so authentic, and what he presented was so singularly joyful. It was instantly recognizable. It, it cut through any sort of, you know...
5: Artifice or hostility.
4: Or any sort of, yeah, yeah, hate or whatever that is. You just recognized it for the creation of beauty and joy that it was. That's all.
5: It also was the kind of jazz that was popular, as opposed to, you know... It wasn't Miles Davis. Exactly. Which was the kind of jazz that kind of despised... Like, if, if you as a listener enjoyed what he was playing, he hated you.
4: Right. <laughs> in, a, in a way. Right. And it so wasn't why complex. We, so why are we doing this? I mean, the, right. yeah. You know, the quality yeah. of the music wasn't It was wasn't
5: accessible, like... but beautiful.
4: Yeah. Yeah. It was jazz. It was, you know...
5: I love, absolutely love Louis Armstrong.
4: Me too. Yeah. So, okay. This date in history. Yeah. 1971, you yeah, said. Yeah, we lost Louis. Interesting. Very cool.
5: We're going to take a break when we come back. How to rent everything this summer? Not just your Airbnb, but maybe your way to get there, maybe the clothes you're going to wear, maybe you can rent your shoes.
4: I guess. I don't a... want to rent somebody's shoes. No, except well, if I'm you... bowling. <laughs> and you got to spray them first.
12: It's gross. What is that spray?
7: Listen on your smart speaker at wordfm.com, the Word FM app, iHeart, in and on Odyssey. In your car or at home, too, at 101.5 WORD-FM, Pittsburgh.
3: With SRN News, I'm John Scott. Deputy Police Chief Christopher Cavelli of the Lake County Sheriff's Office says a motive for the Fourth of July shooting in Highland Park, Illinois, Remains undetermined.
11: Investigators
9: have been really tirelessly working since Cremo was taken into custody, trying to determine motive. At this point, there there is no definitive motive that he had.
3: Cavalli speaking to WLS Robert Cremo is being held without bail. The shooting killed seven and injured dozens. Meanwhile, police in Richmond, Virginia say they thwarted a planned July 4th mass shooting after receiving a tip that led to arrest and the seizure of multiple guns. Police announced the alleged plot in a news release, but not releasing any additional information. A news conference is planned for today. The Dow is ahead 137 points, the NASDAQ up 77. This is SRN News.
15: My dad is one of my favorite people of all time. Sometimes my eyes feel rolly when he's giving advice, but I've learned more from dad than anyone. Like how saving a few pennies here and there can often be a big deal down the road. One of my favorite dad lessons was, if you're staying at a hotel and you can't see your car from your window, you probably pay too much. It's Ryan from United Faith Mortgage, and the mountaintop of my job is when we get to save good people, like WordFM listeners, some life-changing pennies. It's why we're so proud to have our direct lender advantage. Our team is an arm of a bigger company who is a direct lender. Our company uses its own money within its own walls, and there's no middleman. For you, this often allows us to get you a better rate, saving you monthly and lifelong money on new home purchases or refinances. If you'd like to chat, you could find me and Dad at unitedfaithmortgage.com.
5: We pay $1,000 of your closing costs on new home purchases.
9: United Mortgage Court, Melville, New York. MLS number 1330. Department of Banking. Mortgage lender license number 22672. The word
4: around town is that Pittsburgh homeowners are choosing doing it right when it comes to their roofing, siding, and remodeling projects.
5: That's because since 1984, doing it right, roofing, siding, remodeling continues to set the bar through clear communication and an installation
4: that's second to none. Doing it right employs only the most experienced professionals to install and oversee your project.
5: They'll stop at nothing to ensure your satisfaction doing business on honestly, taking no money down and no payment until the job is complete.
4: Doing it right will ensure that all work is installed to the industry's highest standards. Then, back it all up with their lifetime workmanship warranty.
5: As a prestigious, multi-award-winning Owens Corning Platinum Contractor, as well as a VSI-certified installation contractor, you can't go wrong with doing it right.
4: Mention John and Kathy for a discount off your estimate.
5: Call 724-NEW-ROOF for a free project evaluation or visit roofingcontractorpittsburgh.com.
4: As you know... Our friend Mike Lindell has a passion to help everyone get the best sleep of your life. Now, Mike didn't stop by simply creating the best pillow. Now, Mike has done it again by introducing his My Slippers. For a limited time, you'll save $90 on a pair of My Slippers. And now, this blowout sale of the year will not last, so order now. Mike has taken over two years to develop these slippers. My Slippers are designed to wear indoors and out all day long, so they're super comfy made with my pillow foam and impact gel to help prevent fatigue for your feet Made also with quality leather suede, these are my pillow slippers at their best. Call 1-800-391-0954, use the promo code word to go to mypillow.com, click on the radio listener square, use promo code word. Now the offer is not going to last long, so order now with promo code word at mypillow.com. 1-800-391-0954, use the promo code word.
2: Cloudy and humid for tonight. We'll see a nighttime low of 67. For tomorrow, expect more clouds than sunshine. It will be humid with a thunderstorm in a couple of spots. We'll reach a high tomorrow of 86. Cloudy and humid tomorrow night with a thunderstorm. We'll see a low of 66. As we round out the week Friday, we'll see cloudy skies. It will be humid. Expect a high of 77. With your Weather forecast, I'm Drew Shannon.
3: Welcome to another edition of the Ride Home with John and Kathy, live from the Salem Pittsburgh studios. And now here are your hosts, John Hall and Kathy Emmons.
4: Greetings. Good afternoon to you, Kathy, You've uh, you've rented uh, a car, of course.
5: I have rented a car. Mm-hmm.
4: Have you rented like any larger items? Um, you know,
5: I've rented trucks, a house. Uh, I've rented a house. Mm-hmm. I've rented uh, bolt cutters. Most oh, of course recently, you have. yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Um, Different tools Mm -hmm. other than a bolt cutter. Sanders or. Yeah, Yeah. that sort of thing. I've rented those. Mm -hmm. Um, mm, I've rented uh, picnic tents. Oh, of
6: course, yes. For for my daughter's graduation after
5: COVID uh, canceled it twice. Tables and chairs.
4: Okay, yeah. So, yeah. But never like a boat. Or a swimming pool.
5: See, I grew up, uh, oh, yeah, my boat. dad owned a boat, mm. and so I've never rented a boat. Mm. I've never rented but a I boat. But I would love to rent a I would rent a boat. It's a lot easier than owning one.
4: Oh, you're your walking away. Right now. Yeah. So I saw this piece about how to rent everything this summer. Um, this is in um, the Washington Post. Lee Gingaro is the uh, the author here. Now, here's what they're saying. If you talk to any millennial who's traveling you will hear them refer to quote the airbnb of something mm. right so for every need once dominated by a corporate name there are now sharing branded apps hawking rental cars camping sites rvs swimming pools and more
5: wait wait, wait. so you don't you wouldn't have to go to a classic rental car place to mm-hmm. rent a car you could just what like i could rent your car
4: uh or- well i'm not sure but- but how about a boat?
5: Okay, I would like to do that. I was to just thinking boat. about that yesterday.
4: So, yeah, me too. Wouldn't it be nice to rent yeah. like a houseboat?
5: Yeah, I was just thinking I would like to rent. Go to a
4: lake yeah. and, uh, you know, spend some time. Right. Uh, you can do this not far from Pittsburgh, as a matter of fact. So the, the, the article is saying after two dark summers, mm-hmm. uh, the, the person says, I resolved to do this. So there's something pl- called Get My Boat. Get my boat. I discovered that I can enjoy the open water without owning my own vessel. The website's a platform to rent nearly every type of watercraft, from powerboats to jet skis to sailboats to luxury yachts. You can filter by location, date, price, type of boat, and group size. There's also an option to book a captain with user-sourced ratings for charters, just like Uber.
6: Mm,
5: Okay.
4: Now you go to a local lake, right? Sure. And it would be nice to have a boat for a couple of days. What about
5: if you boated on the rivers?
4: I think that's a little different. It is different. I don't think I'd want to do that. You have to know what you're doing.
5: Yeah. Well, I mean, you have to know what you're doing to boat anywhere. Right. One of the biggest problems with boating is that so many people boat and don't know what they're doing. (laughs) It is more of a problem, though. You're right. On the river. On the rivers? That's that's actually a very small area. That's right for catastrophe.
4: Oh, I'm going to go next to the barge and see how close, you know, that... Also, a place called Boat Setter. It's another uh, boat-sharing platform, and also Click and Boat. So,
6: Okay. That'd uh, be nice.
4: To rent a car, the human element, they say, of the sharing economy brings hazards and joys. Uh, you can rent cars. Uh, what is their place they're going to? Well, they're using all the big names.
5: Okay, so they're doing the Hertz Avis. Yeah.
4: What about the uh, shortage of car rentals? Has that been a thing?
5: Well, I haven't gone anywhere. So I don't know that, but I know that I had a friend who was uh, renting a car so that the, her extended family could drive together to the beach, mm-hmm. and she was very disturbed when she realized that you still have to be 25. Oh, yeah. Well, that's to pretty rent standard. A car. It is standard, but when you don't rent a car, you don't I'm think of that. i surprised by it. And so she was thinking that her kids could help drive.
4: Nope. Nope. Now you sign up um, and that's it. Yeah, There's one so driver. Hilton
5: Head you- seemed like it was a long way away when she realized oh, that her oh. kids couldn't help drive.
4: Wouldn't it be, though? Mm-hmm. Uh, how about renting an RV? We were at Yellowstone May of last year. And the roads were clogged with those, you know, uh, Discover America, uh, uh, they right. said on the side, to rent an RV. Again, be nice to rent an RV as oh, opposed to, to buying one. Right. Mm-hmm. Can you imagine what it costs
5: no. to fill up an RV? And can you imagine what it would be like? I mean, I was saying the problem with boating is that it's surrounded by people that don't know what they're doing. <laughs> Do you have to pass a test or something? No, I don't think so.
4: I I can't imagine.
5: Well, that's not right.
4: It's just America. Get on the road. Figure it out. Do
5: you like the idea of that?
4: Of renting an RV? Yeah. Oh, very much so. Okay.
5: So I do too. However, looking at what the RV parks look like as far as when you get to your destination, Mm -hmm. that is sad.
4: Yeah. No, it's the idea is fun to be on the open road, to be like but to be in the RV park. But you're going to
5: pull into a parking lot.
4: Yeah. And- How about renting a camping or parking spot? What? Two Wandering Souls is a website. They have their own vehicle, but they often need parking spots like we're talking about. Mm-hmm. So municipalities or Walmarts crack down on campers and vans oh, squatting right. in local lots. It's become more difficult to find safe, legal parking. So Two Wandering Souls, you go onto their site. And they have something uh, called Harvest Hosts. It's a member-only site for RV owners that offers overnight camping at wineries, breweries, farms, golf courses, and See, other yeah, that would be nicer. unexpected venues. Okay. Mm-hmm. I would do that. Okay. Um, rent a pool. Pool sharing. Uh, it's a site called Swimply. S-W-I-M-P-L-Y. Swimply lets you book a local private place to take a dip in by the hour the site is also you're renting a pool by an hour yep Mm -hmm. by the hour i mean yep the pool will list the maximum number of guests allowed you can scroll to the bottom of the listing maybe is this
5: like somebody's backyard pool yeah Mm
4: -hmm, yeah i don't think i want to do that pool may allow up to eight guests but charging five dollars per additional person per hour after five guests why are you going to i don't know
5: what so i'm gonna like come you're gonna rent out your pool and i'm just gonna come over and you and your wife are sitting in the living room. Uh, and maybe. I'm jumping in your pool. That's weird.
4: When we were kids, we used to, like, you know, in the middle of the night, go in the n- neighbor's pools. You know? No, you didn't. Sure he did.
5: Without asking them?
4: <laughs> it was 3 a.m. <laughs> you know, you'd, like, sleep out. You'd do, like, a little sleep out, and people would go, I know that, you know, somebody, like, three blocks away has got a pool. So, you you know, ride your bike down to the person's house and take a little dip.
5: Can you imagine if you tried to do that today? No, you get shot. There'd be police. You'd probably yeah. There'd Mm. be weapons. There'd be
4: and and
5: And it would show up on next door mm.
4: in about thirty minutes. Probably so. Yeah, because there's all those yeah cameras and whatnot. Yeah, I don't know. So you can rent you can rent things that are weird and unusual.
5: Speaking of weird and unusual, yeah. We had such a weird and unusual time on our Word FM cruise last year because what? it was con- it was unbelievably pouring down rain. Yeah, it was beautiful. And then as soon as we took off, it was so gorgeous. Yeah. It was the most beautiful evening the on river the is Free steaming river. For a while. It was. And then it got this beautiful golden mm-hmm. color. I mean, We had such a wonderful time. That cruise sold out last year. And so this year, we've got ourselves a bigger boat. Mm -hmm. So please come. John and I are hosting the Word FM cruise coming up August 16th. You can get your tickets right now at wordfm.com. It includes what was a delicious buffet dinner A really good
4: meal. Mm -hmm. Now, weren't you a little... I was a little like, what's the meal going to be like? Exactly. It was a really, really good... I was pleased. Oh, I was... I was pleased. And we went back for... I went back for seconds. Believe me, I remember. Felt good about it, that yeah. was good. The food and, was not good.
5: And we had a ton of time to talk to listeners. We were on all three different levels. We're looking forward to even more fun with even more people this year.
4: Yeah, really really nice fun. I mean, it's a, it's a big boat, so uh, <laughs> this is our renting a boat. Yes, that's right. right? We're, uh-huh. we're renting a boat, and at the end of the evening, we hand the keys back to the captain and say, good meal, very fun.
5: And good you clean up.
4: But you know what? If you're not on the rivers, it's funny. When you get on the river, the beauty is outstanding. It's a wonderful
5: it's city. fabulous. If you've forgotten, if you're sick of it, if you get out on the boat and spend an evening out there, you're going to remember.
4: Yeah. I mean, you and your date, uh, come and join us. I think kids are welcome as kids well. Kids are welcome. Yeah. Um, was it 40 bucks, $45 per person?
5: Wordfm.com. Get your tickets now.
4: Very nice. Okay. We come back. Uh, we're going to switch gears and uh, we're going to talk with uh, Tom Soroka. He's going to talk to us about pandemonium, right? There's, there's something about pandemonium. It's in the words. Break it down. Take a look at it. What's next.
7: 101.5 WORD.
2: Does our life on earth have significance or are we simply stuck in a meaningless perpetual cycle from birth to death? Find out what the Bible has to say when you join us for a fast-paced study of the Book of Ecclesiastes. This week, on Truth For Life with Alistair Begg. Tomorrow morning at 6 on 101.5 WORD. Before Bamboo HR, <laughs> I feel like
8: crying just thinking about it. We were still handling everything via paper, and we literally had
1: it's trinity jewelers sixth annual half off half the store sale it only happens once a year come to trinity jewelers this thursday through july 12th and get half off half the store 50 percent of all their jewelry will be going for 50 percent off select items up to 70 percent off so shop early for the best selection trinity jewelers half off half the store sale at trinity jewelers mount nebo road celebrating 22 years at their schoolhouse location ends july 12th visit TrinityJewelers.com The Mechanical
8: Services Company Trusted, proven,
1: preferred If you can fix the big stuff, you can fix the small stuff. The Mechanical Services Company has fixed HVAC systems large and small for over 100 years. For fair treatment, expert service, and affordable solutions 24-7, 365. Find them online at TMSCHVAC.com
8: The Mechanical Services Company
12: I love seeing the transformation of a smile.
1: There's a reason patients love Dr. Megan Stock. Voted Pittsburgh Trib's best of the best dentist in northern Allegheny County for the second year in a row. You
5: don't have to do full mouth rehabilitation to really transform a patient's life. For a patient to be able to smile confidently and be happy with their own smile.
1: Exceptional dentistry meets compassionate care. Stock Family Dentistry, Perry Highway in Wexford at StockFamilyDentistry.com.
4: We live in an age of pandemonium, right? It just feels like every day, more and more and more and more. And I know the world's been this like this for a long time, but I, it feels especially we have turned up the temperature in pandemonium in our own lives and across the country and the world. Pandemonium. The world seems to be on fire. Tom Sirocco back with us. Father Tom is the pastor of St. Nicholas Orthodox Church in McKees Rocks here to talk to us about pandemonium to peace, the spiritual war for our hearts and minds. Tom, welcome back. Good to see you.
16: Hi, guys. How are you? I apologize. Um, I'm having a little uh, bug. I caught some kind of a bug and I'm losing my voice. So you sound fine. uh, Bear with me.
4: Okay. No, really. You do sound fine.
5: Interesting, though. Uh, Tom, what you've chosen to talk about today. Tell us.
16: So um, it does seem like the world is spinning out of control. I, I, Everyone is talking about it. I met with a man. We're purchasing a new sign for our church, and I met with the man today, and we just generally started to talk about the world and mm-hmm. uh, how things are, and he was talking about his children. And it seems like everyone – is feeling a kind of uh, turmoil in their life. And there are so many causes of this. I think the news contributes to it. We've never lived within a 24-hour news cycle. I think this is the first or second generation that we've had this. Uh, There's social media. There is the polarization of people uh, on practically every subject these days. There is also the disintegration of information. So people are taking sides on social media, creating their own channels. And this really is tearing the fabric of the human family uh, to the point where chaos is reigning. So that when one person has a disagreement about something else, uh, this word pandemonium comes to mind. fascinating word the word pandemonium was actually created by the english poet john milton in the 16th century uh and basically or the 17th century excuse me and and he wrote a grand poem called paradise lost Mm. and he created a description of where the demons are where all the demons are so pan all in greek Demon, which is for demons, so where all the demons gather is called Pandemonium in his epic uh, poem of Paradise Lost. I never. But knew it has that. come to mean for us chaos. <laughs> so when we think of chaos, what we are really experiencing, and I believe this one hundred percent, is we are experiencing the world as the demons want it. And that is full of turmoil, full of disunity, which is completely the opposite of what Christ promises us. Uh, The the word peace um, appears in the Bible 329 times, especially in the book of Isaiah. It's fascinating. But of course, Christ himself also promises us peace
4: pandemonium. Now, Tom, I'm sure if someone's in their car right now and they're, you know, pushing the buttons on the radio and they come across this conversation and they hear you talking about the truth and reality of demons in this world, there would be a lot of laughter from people, right? I mean, we live in this country where, oh, we we love to stream, you know, the darkness of of movies and whatnot, but the reality of demons on this earth right now is For a lot of people, that's just, uh, that's a
2: fairy tale. Uh,
16: Sadly, it is. And I think it's probably the greatest scam in history. Uh, The greatest, the greatest achievement, if you will, of the devil is to uh, have people believe that he doesn't exist. (laughs) This is, this is really a, a tremendous achievement on his part for his goals And so when we don't believe that demons exist, when we don't believe that we are, especially as Christians, by the way, and we can talk a little bit about this, uh, this whole idea of temptation, which our Lord himself experienced and entered into, but was victorious over through prayer and fasting, that um, the demons are simply there to kind of push us away from god to push us even away from each other and the demons thrive on chaos on disunity uh we even hear about the the name of diabolos right which is another name for the devil this means the divider the divider so anything that causes chaos disunity This is absolutely from the devil. And my goodness, we only need to look at at the headlines, what, uh, almost once a week now, where there are mass shootings, where there are um, young men, especially, it seems, uh, are killing people for no apparent reason or because they are angry at the world. Uh, We can call this mental illness, which it certainly is, but at the root of... Uh, mental illness often that especially is left untreated this is an opportunity for uh, the demons to rejoice and to celebrate you know by the way think of the 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 demons in the um the the gadarene demoniac right Mm -hmm. there's a beautiful word picture there in mark chapter 5 because in the the story itself we have this gathering demoniac who's chained and he's out in the desert and he's screaming and you know they're everybody's trying to stay away from him and then after jesus heals him of these demons and as christians we have to believe in demons there's there's no way to uh, get around this we can't uh, demythologize uh, or demystify demons uh it says that he was in his right mind and sat at Jesus' feet. It's the most beautiful example of pandemonium to peace. Mm-hmm. Now, this is, uh, this is a, a miraculous healing. But I think for those of us that are uh, Christians, that have put our trust in the Lord Jesus Christ, I would say that there are some things we have to remember. Number one. Uh, because God promises us peace, we should never contribute to the pandemonium. And unfortunately, there are too many Christians, uh, and I, I, I speak of myself first, that maybe online or in our interpersonal relationships contribute to the drama, contribute to the chaos and the turmoil and the pandemonium, which is not indicative of the spirit of Christ. It's indicative of the spirit of this world. And we're called to be in the world, but not of the world. And this is extremely important for us to remember. We are never promised by the Lord. And I am I am happy to have that discussion with anyone. We are never promised a peaceful life, or I should say an absence of a, a world full of chaos, what we are promised instead is the ability through prayer, through fasting, through almsgiving, through re- reading the word of the Lord, through being united to Christ, um, we are promised to live peacefully within the midst of chaos, to, to, to live in a way which we can be surrounded somehow by chaos, but still remember the words of our Lord, who when he sends the Holy Spirit, he says, peace, I leave with you. My peace I give to you. I do not give to you as the world gives to you. Do not let your heart be troubled. Do not be afraid so as tom how we have to live
4: within that yes that's what i'm asking so the prescription then is to be people that are in christ and to be people of peace and to resist the devil so that the devil will flee then what is the what is the application you're saying you know i see prayer and fasting as the prescription for all this to 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 recognize the demons that are around us and then to put up the barriers so that they stay away from us our families, our own selves, but then the general application of the world. I mean, uh, exorcism, of course, is the most extreme when you see someone possessed by the devil. But what about for us, just daily in our daily prayer life, our daily holy lo- holy life, to resist the devil, to f- make the devil flee from us?
16: I, I think you you hit it on the head, John. This we we do have to resist this, and we have to see it as something very real. But I think there is the ability, with God's help, for us to resist it. In other words, um, we need to see where our triggers are. What what really sucks me in to getting into the chaos, right? If it's Twitter, stay off, Mm. right? Or really monitor your progress. Or notice when I am feeling like, oh, I need to correct this person on Twitter because they're wrong, right? Or I need to tell this person that is pro-choice. I need to tell them off and tell them how they're, you know, uh, killing babies and so forth. All of these things are true, but we need to engender in us a way of dealing with the chaos of the world in a peaceful way. And we can only do that by in in my opinion and in the christian tradition to instill in our hearts that this begins not simply with um sort of eschewing uh opportunities for chaos it begins inside of me if i don't have peace inside of me i can never give that gift to someone else and it's not simply about at, at this point forgive me Accepting Christ as our Savior, it starts there, but it also continues every day with uh, bringing the Lord's Spirit into me and understanding that I need to cooperate with that grace in order to gain a spirit of peace within me and then give that peace to other people.
5: That's Father Tom Soroka, pastor of St. Nicholas Orthodox Church in McKee's Rocks. Tom, tell us about your church.
16: Uh, we are located right off the McKee's Rocks Bridge, uh, 320 Munson Avenue. Right now, we are doing our vacation Bible school. We call it Vacation Church School this week. So we have uh, over 30 kids that are having a wonderful time learning about Jesus uh, as the light of the world. And so they're doing all kinds of activities. And we have Divine Liturgy, our main Sunday service, every Sunday at 10 a.m. Uh, we'd love for you to join us sometime, even if you've never been to an Orthodox church. You can learn more about our church at orthodoxpittsburgh.org.
4: Very nice. Tom, always a pleasure. Thanks so much. It was Thanks, a, a, a wonderful, wonderful uh, reminder to give us the tools to resist, to fight pandemonium in our own lives first. Don't and in the greater world. world. Thank you, Tom. Despite what the world will tell you, all of us, we living and breathing creatures of God, we were all made with a purpose. Now, you know this, if you've been to college, how pivotal those years were for you. To
5: establish who we turned out to be.
4: Yes. So I would think that someone who is a believer in Jesus Christ, you want to go to a university that points you in the direction to your divine purpose in life. Mm -hmm. And might I say, the place to go is Grove City College.
5: One of the issues about social media today is it tends to, uh, I don't know, put us in a place where we're always comparing ourselves to one another, right? We're, we're, and we're always looking to be better looking or we're looking to be smarter or wealthier or have better clothes or a better boyfriend or a better whatever it is. Yes. Um, and our purpose gets completely lost and we become purposeless and we can fall into anxiety or depression or whatever it is. And we need strong and solid people around us and teachers who can point us in the right direction. I think that's another thing so essential about Grove City is you want to put your child in a community that's going to encourage them to develop their identity in Christ and not in all the comparison that's all around us all the time.
4: Summer's here. If you're planning ahead, look at Grove City College. GCC.edu, Grove City
11: College. We
7: Ask Alexa to play the word Pittsburgh to hear us there. We're on your Google speaker too. Plus iHeart TuneIn and on Odyssey. 101.5 W-O-R-D-F-M Pittsburgh.
14: Premature birth is the number one killer of babies. Those who survive often face birth effects and complications that affect them for life. For hundreds of thousands of families in the United States, this is the hardest thing they will ever have to face. And it's even harder on the baby. March of Dimes is providing education and support to families and funding life-saving research to give every baby a fighting chance. You can help. Do something today. Give them tomorrow at marchadimes.org slash tomorrow.
2: Cloudy and humid for tonight. We'll see a nighttime low of 67. For tomorrow, expect more clouds than sunshine. It will be humid with a thunderstorm in a couple of spots. We'll reach a high tomorrow of 86. Cloudy and humid tomorrow night with a thunderstorm. We'll see a low of 66. As we round out the week Friday, we'll see cloudy skies. It will be humid. Expect a high of 77. With your Iraqi weather forecast, I'm Drew Shannon.
5: Makes sense.
4: Does what make sense?
5: <laughs> instant foods.
4: Instant foods?
5: Cup of soup. Um, Oat Powdered milk. milk. Uh, minute rice. Tang?
4: No. I, I believe instant foods sort of came from the 1950s... Post-World War II America of like...
5: Look what we can do.
4: Fast and nutritious and good for you, which it may have been fast, probably not nutritious. Really wasn't appetizing for the most part. I really just... Cup of soup? I mean, maybe if you're like, you know, stuck in a boat somewhere, (laughs) right?
5: Which happens often.
4: I do remember the best cup of coffee I ever had in my life was when I was in the Philippines at 4 a.m. And we woke up. Wet and weary, and someone said, "Would you like a cup of instant coffee?" And I thought, "What like a- Sanka?" I don't know. What Remember it- Sanka? Can yeah. you still buy it was, Sanka? It was Nescafe.
5: Ah, right.
4: It was like a gift. What was above. Sanka?
5: Was that that was the decaf variety?
4: Yeah. Mm-hmm.
5: I bet that was tasty. two
4: scoops. No, it doesn't. Powdered eggs. food. Nope. Well, if you on on board a ship,
5: instant gravy.
4: Mm, if you burnt the original,
5: instant pudding.
4: Well, I mean I grew up on instant pudding So did I It wasn't that bad It's not that bad No
5: Some things are okay Instant oatmeal isn't too bad Yeah But any of these, these I don't think it makes sense Because how it, In how much of a rush are you?
4: Well in the morning Like your instant oatmeal I mean I, I get to see what, it it Wait take you say
5: like, five I, Maybe on, I, I don't how know how long it takes to cook oatmeal What seven yeah. minutes I guess What and so you have to do it in one
4: Out the door Grab it and go
5: No I, Maybe we should just relax it a little bit and not have to worry about. I agree. Tang.
4: I don't think it makes any sense at all. Okay, I agree. All right, does this make sense? Except
5: Ovaltine, which is awesome.
4: Confession. Does confession make sense? I mean, do you really want to spill the beans on your deepest, darkest, the sins that are before you?
5: You mean to God?
4: I don't know. To God, to another person. To a priest? To another person. I've
5: never, I've never, I've never confessed to to another person, to a priest or minister.
4: Never, never, never never
5: in my whole life, ever, never.
4: Even to a minister. I can't
5: even picture doing that. To sit. I can't. It's so far outside my, I can't. Comfort zone? Not, yes. And I'll tell you this,
4: having done it, there is a feeling of cleanliness. Yeah, that's what I hear. You avail yourself of the weight. I believe confession makes perfect sense. I think it makes
5: a lot of sense.
4: To make it better, have some instant oatmeal while you confess. Top of the mountain.
7: 101.5 WORD. Dr. Michael Youssef.
11: We have such a short attention span that we cannot focus on prayer more than a couple of hours. Or a couple of days. Or maybe a couple of weeks. Listen to me, when you spend time with God and his word, you will not only know how to pray, but you will pray according to his will.
7: Make plans to join us this week on Leading the
2: Way. Tomorrow morning at 6.30 on
15: 101.5 WORD. I remember getting tacos for a quarter in high school. Today, taking my nieces out for tacos demands a quarter of a paycheck. Buying gas is a gas. Buying Gatorade takes financial aid. Buying clothes has me watching knitting videos, and I thought about cutting my own hair until I saw the price of safety scissors. It's Ryan from United Faith Mortgage, and prices are up everywhere, meaning the pressure is up for a lot of us. One thing that we're seeing a lot of listeners do to try to help is a cash-out refinance. Home values have gone through the roof, meaning most of us could cash out that extra value in our homes to use for life. I had a listener last week that was over the moon with her situation. She said she was going to use the extra cash to pay off all of her debt, do something special for her kids, and then just save the rest to fight these crazy price booms. If you're curious what that might look like for you, we are United Faith Mortgage.
9: United Mortgage Court, Melville, New York. MLS number 1330. Department of Banking. Mortgage lender license number
8: 22672. The Mechanical Services Company.
1: You can fix the big stuff, you can fix the small stuff. The Mechanical Services Company has fixed HVAC systems large and small for over 100 years for fair treatment, expert service, and affordable solutions 24 7, 365. Find them online at TMSCHVAC.com.
6: The
8: Mechanical Services Company, trusted, proven,
3: A beautiful day here at All About Golf in Butler, where 14-year-old Jimmy and his dad are on the executive
1: 9 hole course. He's been practicing all year at All About Golf's driving range, featuring Top Tracer technology. Is that a Ping G425 driver dad just pulled out of their Ping Hoofer golf bag? (laughs) Yes, and Jimmy's set of new hybrids was chosen with the help of All About Golf's Ping certified club fitter at the Pro Shop. That's up and down for par at All About Golf in Butler. Practice, learn, play at allaboutgolf.com. What is a Warrior At Portersville Christian School, it's more than a team name. A warrior is taught to serve, to passionately model the love of Christ toward neighbor, community, and world to learn as they cultivate academic excellence and a lifelong love of learning from kindergarten to senior year and to lead through Christian character and integrity. Are you a warrior? Discover Portersville Christian School just 15 minutes north of Cranberry where warriors are made at ourpcs.org. The mall.
4: Remember like um the big malls?
5: Like right? what, the Mall of America? That big?
4: That's still an operation. It still thrives. So I'm, you know, we have family in South Dakota and for them to, to go into Minneapolis to the Mall of America was like to go to Paris. They they could not believe that
5: that, that existed.
4: Yeah. I mean they love it so much. It's still not I mean, it's still there, but I mean even the local mall. Ross rem-
5: Park Mall. Ross- South Hills Village.
4: I mean, I remember when Monroeville Mall was being built. And there was a you know a controversy saying, this mall, some prophet said, Monroeville Mall is too big. It will fall down on this date. Do you remember that? No. Oh, yeah. It was a big deal. Of course, it didn't come to pass. <laughs> Many other things
5: have, <laughs> right, have so fallen Monroeville Mall. So we'll mall. call that a bad
4: prophet. Right. But there's a story uh, of a man who secretly furnished... A hidden room in a mall, and lived there for four years. Come on, mm-hmm. a mall in Providence, Rhode Island. It was a super mall, and um,
5: so a super mall is like bigger than any of the malls we have. around Gigantic.
4: Here. I mean, one stop shopping for everything. And when I mean, that sounds like a nightmare. Imagine. I mean, th- there was a time though that we thought that this was a, a good thing. Well. Right?
5: But uh, like a Ross Park style yeah. or size mall is manageable. Yeah, super mall. Like I, I, I'm not. I don't think I can do that.
4: But there was. But a we time... live in
5: Pittsburgh. We don't like if you lived in Minneapolis. Probably in the winter, you're desperate to
4: be out and wandering right. around. But you know, I mean, remember the mall? You're old enough to remember this, didn't you? Go to the mall on Friday nights, Mm-hmm. and it was a social place. Oh yeah, for sure. You were really. Sh- I mean, you shot, Well, Listen, maybe. when I had
5: babies. Oh yeah. To get out. It was huge because there was that playground at Ross park mall.
4: And how about, you know, early on the, you know what the silver sneakers crowd before the mall opens, they go and walk the mall Mm -hmm. and exercise. Right. Mm -hmm. So the mall can be sort of a catch all. It can be like a a miniature town in a way, a community. Well, there's a story about a guy who saw this mall being built in 1999 in Providence, Rhode Island. And, um, like I said, he was an artist, but he also uh, spent some of his day exercising. And he would run past the mall in 1999 while the mall was being constructed. And what he realized as he was running, uh, this is sort of daily exercise, he saw a portion of the mall that was close to the river's edge where there, there were these two walls that didn't come together you know, in a proper engineering model. And he wasn't sure about that. So he took it upon himself to enlist some friends and they built an addition to this structure that didn't sort of come together clearly.
5: And nobody noticed them doing this.
4: They did it in the dead of night while the mall itself was being constructed. Somehow, I don't know how, the story goes in deeper, the deeper stories on YouTube, if you want to see it, that... They created their own entrance to this weird area of the mall. And then when the mall opened up, of course, it was so behemoth that this area, of the mall, was a 750 square foot apartment.
5: Get out.
4: That this guy, he had his own front door, essentially, to the mall. (laughs) So he lived there for four years in this mall. He had a couch, he smuggled furniture in. He had a PlayStation. I mean it was his home for four years. At the mall. hmm He was in his in air quotes apartment in the mall with a female friend of his <laughs> when four mall cops burst in the front door, seized him, took him outside, and they placed him in a mall vehicle. <laughs> And took him to the proper police.
5: They put him on the back of the Segway.
4: So what's a Paul... What's a, Paul Blart. Yeah, mall cop, mm-hmm. right? I mean, that's probably like the pinnacle of mall cop lore. It's a true story.
5: So he was able to get away with that. So basically, he didn't have to pay any rent or mm-hmm. mortgage for four years. Four
4: years. As an artist in a 750-square-foot apartment. Now you can find the story. It's on YouTube, like I said. I mean... Uh, And I don't know what the condition of the mall in Providence, Rhode Island now is. But in 1999.
5: Wonder what, like how he was found out.
4: Well, I I, I do know that.
5: Maybe it was the female friend.
4: Eventually, because the technology didn't exist, you know, um, fully like it did then. Eventually.
5: Oh, they put cameras in. Yes. Right.
4: And so they go, what's that guy doing? What, how does, where's, where's that, what's that door about? So later on, after the guy was busted, you know, four years after the fact, he told the full story to, you know, the people who own the mall, the real estate concern, the multimillion dollar concern and said, I've been doing this. This is how it happened. This is how it work. So he did cop out to a reduced sentence.
5: What's, what, what's his offense?
4: Trespassing. I mean, you're living so, rent free in yeah, someone's that's space. A good point wasn't, you know, no electricity, no heating, no nothing, for free. And he was just, you know, from the outside, just another person, you know, at the mall. Can you imagine? It's a pretty cool gig.
5: It's like Catch Me If You Can, right?
4: Which we, one of my kids had never seen it before. Did
5: you watch it this weekend? Yeah. Such a great movie. Great movie. Okay, can you believe that anybody had the guts to do that it reminds me of this guy right like the the number one thing obviously they're both crime they're it's criminal behavior right but you have to have a lot of guts to think that you could do that Mm -hmm. to think you know i'm gonna try that i mean catch me if you can he does that 10 different times oh my
4: gosh does he ever 10 different ways as a kid when he first started doing it he was 16 years old i mean this guy was you know embezzling money Check writing schemes walking around dressed up as a pilot for Pan American that Airways. was the
5: shocking one. Isn't that scene terrific? Oh my God. It's like a time capsule.
4: Yeah, he's walking down the street. And that was a time, of course, where, you know, air travel was like, what? Right. You're a pilot. So they saw him in his pilot outfit and thought, this he guy's looks terrific. Top of the world. Yeah, it's a great movie.
5: It is a great movie.
4: But it does. There's a certain, what is it? Um, moxie, I yes, guess you could call yeah. it. Uh, arrogance. Yep. Right, Lawlessness. I guess, you know, I, mean, I think that's true, though, because anybody who's a criminal to that extent, you just you just don't.
5: You know, don't, well, you, you just you, you feel like you ha- I guess you you're would... above the law. Well, no, I guess you would feel like as long as you're confident, most people won't ask.
4: Yeah. I, well, that's probably a lot of that's the truth of life.
5: It probably is.
4: I mean, confidence goes a long way
5: mm-hmm.
4: in going through the process. Right? If you can imagine yourself in the position, you can somehow create the wherewithal to make it work. Don't you think that's true oh, yeah. for a lot of so, people who are successful? Yeah.
5: Well, Every Ponzi scheme is built on that, right? It's right? built on a guy saying, well, of course I can pull this off. Yeah. Of course I can pull this off because mathematically it doesn't work, but we don't have to add up the equation at the same time. This is one equation. That's another one. So it'll be fine.
4: But can you imagine that? I the,
5: mean, Bernie the, Madoff, how many people, How how much money? Like that was outrageous. Billions. So he had that arrogance every single time he did that and he did that to thousands of people
4: but what about the emotional baggage that someone's drag we just Wouldn't talked you have about a confession panic oh every minute of every day that's a really that's a tragic american story mm-hmm. because his family i mean his son's committed suicide his other son died early of a heart attack i mean he destroyed the yes. family that he, he destroyed what he loved
5: and he destroyed countless other families based
4: upon what greed wanting to have a super yacht
5: or, I mean, tuss? yes, of course, money was part of it, but was I, I, I've i often thought the other part of it is, can it's the catch I me mean, if you can thing. Can I get away with this?
4: Or his own ego, the prestige of yeah. that guy. Yeah. He's a magician. Right. He made something work that nobody can really fully understand. He, he's he can, got the Midas touch. Right,
5: he can make mathematics bow to his whims. <laughs> yeah.
4: And of course, people saw that, and you know, they, they threw money at him. Mm-hmm. Please, please, you yep. take me as a client. Please. Yeah, so whether you're you know camping out somewhere illegally in a mall, or you're Bernie Madoff and you're head of one of the you know largest scams in the history of finance, I guess it does come down to hubris, doesn't it?
5: Earlier in today's program, speaking of hubris, we talked about uh, a new story in today's Washington Post that a father was swimming with his uh, with his two twin ten year old sons along with a friend of theirs, and he was holding his breath underwater, something that he liked to do. It was like a, a calming habit yeah. he engaged in, and of course he ended up having going into cardiac arrest. His ten year old sons had to drag him out. They performed CPR on him and blah blah, saved his life. Mm-hmm. When we went to a a commercial break after that, John, I felt it was important for me to bring this up to our
6: listeners.
5: (laughs) I said, as we were, as the exit music was playing, that's the craziest thing I've ever heard. Who would ever want to do that? And you said.
4: Well, I do that. I've done, I do that when we go, you know, to a pool. That's really common. I'll happily do that in the ocean.
5: Okay. You are go, you are holding your breath and. Going underwater in the ocean and just sitting, just bobbing down there. I'm surprised
4: what you that's grew up the at a or, lake. that's
5: a terrifying idea. That's not normal behavior, that is
4: 100% normal. You grew up on a, Chautauqua a lake. lake.
5: Never a single time did I hold my breath and bob at the bottom
4: of the lake. Come on, never. I bet you if you got a hundred people in a room, and- I bet.
5: I bet a hundred of them would say that's crazy. No, I
4: don't think so. I think you're wrong about that. I bet you fully more than half would say yes, I've done that, and yes, it's enjoyable.
5: So you're you're not in any way could have any anxiety about doing that in the ocean.
4: Uh, why, why? What's the difference between an ocean it's and a the pool?
5: Ocean. I don't know.
4: I don't. No, I, don't see, I don't see the. The
5: tides the, the, are dangerous. The waves are big. I'm not the down whole-
4: there for an hour. I'm down there most for like for as long as I can hold my breath. How long is that? Three minutes, four. And minutes? And you're not
5: thinking, well, this is this could be this is an accident waiting to happen right here.
4: No, at some point I'm thinking, wonder what's going on up there. You know, it's just and
5: it, you, your eyes are closed, the, so yeah, anything could happen. So a shark the, swimming by, some dude is going to kick you in the head.
4: It's the coolest feeling because you're like totally sea urchins
5: uh, are like around your nothing. No,
4: you're like totally isolated at the, at, in the is ocean. Which is the
5: problem. I feel like like a fatal accident is just waiting to befall you. No, I
4: don't, I don't get that at all.
5: Because if no. you were swimming in the ocean, That's too sheltered your 310 year olds who were with you wouldn't even notice. No, they
4: would not. No, because what's cool, the and cool the, thing and about this, it is. This
5: story doesn't cause you to, to question anything.
4: No, because when you're in the bottom of the ocean, you know, how far down are you? At the very, at the most, six feet, eight feet at the most, That's you dive so down creepy. in there. And w- there's this churning above Never.
5: you. Never would I do that. I don't get that. The churning above you is what, comforting? Yes. That's not scary to you?
4: No. It's like... You don't,
5: you're don't. you not even a good swimmer.
4: <laughs> it's true. I don't know. I just think there's something beautiful and most mysterious dis- about the, most the, of the ocean. the most disturbing
5: conversation we've ever had.
4: So you would never like scuba dive?
5: No. Uh, well... Snorkel? Maybe, but that, you know, I've got like... I can see, I can breathe. I have a breathing apparatus set up. It's different.
3: Starting stronger
1: starts at AutoZone, where they've got battery solutions in the form of free battery testing, free battery charging, and replacement batteries that fit your needs. That's what makes them America's number one battery destination. Get in the zone. AutoZone.
2: Optima Tax Relief. Some restrictions apply. For complete details, please visit OptimaTaxRelief.com. Imagine
4: tens of thousands of people from all across this city gathering just to pray. That's what's happening for Pittsburgh Praise, Sunday, July 10th believers from across pittsburgh are uniting for a powerful prayer and worship event because we want to see the goodness of god filling our city and believers working together as one visit pittsburghpraise.com
16: to register for free see you at heinz field july 10th at 2 p.m for pittsburgh praise doors open at 1 p.m you're not who you were 25 years ago your life's more
1: complex people change families change and the law changes this is jay Hagerman of abernathy and Hagerman and a proper estate plan should keep up with those changes. That's why Abernathy and Hagerman presents free ongoing estate planning workshops with attorney Dan Reimer, someone who's really good at making complex concepts sound so simple so you can protect what's yours and to ensure that your will is done. The next one's happening soon. For details and to attend, visit a-h.law. Pittsburgh CLO presents
16: Godspell, the beloved musical from the composer of Wicked, Stephen Schwartz. This new production, created just for Pittsburgh, is filled with beloved hits.
1: Bless the Lord, we beseech thee, beautiful city, and day by day. Prepare ye for Godspell, a show overflowing with kindness, tolerance, and love. One week only, July 12th through the 17th at the Benedum Center. For tickets, visit PittsburghCLO.org.
7: We are everywhere on your radio at 101.5 WORDFM Pittsburgh at wordfm.com. The Word FM mobile app, iHeart, TuneIn, and Odyssey.
5: Across the country, people are in sheer panic about air conditioning. St. Joseph, Missouri, uh, with the Extreme Heat uh, air conditioners. Are not the only thing working hard. It talks about heating and cooling companies are also working overtime to keep up with high demand. Local businesses are receiving spikes in calls for maintenance and installation, hmm. but the biggest problem is not that, because that would be every year. But the industry is experiencing shortages on all sorts of and every different part due to supply chain issues, creating high prices and delays in some cases. So
4: your air conditioner breaks, they don't have the part for it.
5: Right. So this guy jason wolf is quoted in this article um and he says it's horrible i mean you know it seems to get worse every day we're in a fight trying to find different stuff and the prices are outrageous Hmm. okay that's saint joseph missouri then i saw an article in uh, central north carolina uh they see temperatures regularly in the 90s people are using their air conditioning all the time um but A lot of companies are just not able to hire enough people to service the equipment. So in this instance, it's not a supply chain issue. It's the fact that we don't have enough people Mm -hmm. to get out and fix your air conditioning, right? So that's a problem there. Also – I saw a story in uh, Arizona Valley of the Sun where air conditioning is a necessity, um, but AC supply and workforce shortages are leaving residents sweating it out this summer. Yeah. Um, customers have had to wait six weeks or more
6: yeah.
5: to get service. Now, I'm mad now, waiting six weeks or more here. I'm sure it would be very inconvenient for people. In living in the Valley of the Sun, yeah. that would be. And some parts have just some parts that were on delay or back order are now in the unavailable mm, category
4: you'll not see that for a couple more years yeah, yeah
5: exactly yeah.
4: okay so right now it's raining yes now um it's supposed to be hot the pirates are in town yes uh i wonder if the game will be delayed and what would that be like for a steamy summer evening at pnc park it's
5: going to be a big night for mitch keller mitch keller takes the
4: mound if they play if, well, if think they yeah, play right
5: well i don't know i'm not exactly sure how it's... last night you were at the game i was and
4: it was one of the best nights of baseball of my life of that's, my life that's so wonderful yeah and that's saying a lot because I've seen a lot of games. It was absolutely picture perfect. The crowd was amazing. It was. This Quintana
5: mi- pitched like a boss. Yep.
4: And it was this mix of you know Yankee fans, and I had a great. I mean, I spent probably an hour hanging out with a Yankee fan, I a total stranger, and we had a really good time. We laughed hard. Crazy. It was really good. Just a great night.
5: It's a fun. Pirates are a fun team to watch. Of course, they won last night.
4: Yeah. But they are fun team to watch. They're
5: a super fun team to watch.
4: Just wish you had better ownership and a brighter future. Think
5: how great it could be if we had a competitive team all the time.
3: Yep. The Ride Home with John and Kathy, a production of
0: Salem Media Group